Perhaps you've heard of Jim Elliot. He was a famous missionary and a martyr. Um, he was killed for his faith. He was a missionary to the Alca Indians in Ecuador. And he has a famous quote. He said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And what he was talking about in that quote is that he wasn't, you're not a fool if you give up your life here. You can't keep it anyway to gain eternal life that you cannot lose. I'm so glad that you've joined me today on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's Word. Our reading in the book of Matthew today brings us to chapter 10, where Jesus is sending out his 12 apostles or 12 disciples on a kind of a mission trip. And they're supposed to proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, specifically um, to the people of Israel, to God's chosen people. That's where they're supposed to start on this missionary journey. Now, we haven't met all of these 12 apostles in Matthew you think about it, Matthew wrote down an account of Jesus' life, and he didn't include every single detail. The book of Matthew would have been extremely long if he had. Um, so there's been a few people he's chosen to tell us about, but there were 12 apostles, and we learn more about them in some of the other Gospels in Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus is going to, before he sends them out, give them some instructions about how they're to do this, about how they're supposed to handle it when someone receives what they say, and how they're supposed to handle it when people reject what they say. Um, these apostles were not supposed to accept payment for their work. Um, they could accept like a meal or a place to stay, but they weren't supposed to accept money or silver or gold for proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. Now, some of what Matthew includes in this section may have been from different moments when Jesus was teaching his disciples about proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. And so some of the things seem to have to do with this specific missionary journey. And some of the things included in this chapter may have to do with future times when the apostles would be teaching others about the kingdom of heaven. Um, so some of it has to do with this specific trip, and some of it is a little bit broader um, about what will happen in the future when there's persecution on missionaries and people who are proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. Um, one point of teaching in here, Jesus says that if they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? Um, so in our last um, episode, there was a point where the Pharisees said he casts out demons by the prince of demons. They were saying the way that Jesus is casting out these demons is by the power of Satan, the prince of demons. So they were kind of calling Jesus, saying Jesus was lined up with Satan, which is a terrible thing for them to say and to think. Um, and here Jesus is saying, if they've called the master of the house, Beelzebul, which is a word for the prince of demons, um, that's kind of another name for Satan, how much more will they malign those of his household? So when you read that, think, if they're calling Jesus Satan, how much more are they going to treat you poorly? One more thing before we begin reading. This is a little bit of a longer passage, but as we read, think about what are these apostles taught to think about and to concern themselves with as they go about proclaiming the kingdom of heaven 
Are they, fo- are they to be focused on things in this life, on what they eat or what they wear or what people think of them or how they're treated? Or are they supposed to think about heaven and eternity and the life, the eternal life that is to come? What is their attention supposed to be on? So as we read, think about that. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to read the entire chapter. All right, so turn and find Matthew, and then find number 10, and we're going to start at the beginning of chapter 10. And he called to him his twelve disciples, and gave them authority over unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver, nor copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. In whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it, and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, in which you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who could destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. 
Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. So this was a little bit of a longer passage that we read today, and there's a lot in it. So we won't be able to talk about everything. Um, but I want you to get an idea of what Jesus was talking about here. Did you get the sense that Jesus was um, trying to comfort them before they went on these missionary journeys, this missionary journey and other missionary journeys in the future? He was. A lot of the things that he said were hugely comforting to the disciples and meant to encourage them and give them strength and give them what they needed for their journey. Um, one thing I thought of as I was reading was back in Matthew chapter 5, at the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus goes through the Beatitudes or the Blessings, um, and he says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So Jesus hasn't changed his tune here. He's talking about that very same thing. Um, he's telling these disciples that there will be persecution. There will be people who reject you, um, that bring you to court that utter all kinds of evil against you, that hate you. Um, but you're blessed because of that. Everyone who endures to the end will be saved. Um, when, you're, when you're persecuted, you're just following in your master's footsteps because Jesus was also persecuted. He was also called names. Um, and eventually we'll see that he's also killed. So what is the great comfort here? What is, the, what is the reward of being persecuted or even losing your life for the sake of Christ? Well, go and find verse 39. It says, Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When we're all wrapped up in this life about, about finding our life, about taking care of ourselves, the reality is, is that we can't keep it. <laughs> We all die eventually. And, but he says, whoever loses his life 
for my sake will find it. When we give up our lives, which that can mean actually being killed, like Jim Elliot was killed for his faith, and many of these apostles were also eventually killed um, because they were following Jesus. It can also mean um, losing your life as in not treasuring it, not caring about it, giving up your interests, giving up your time, giving up your money, giving up all of those things for the sake of Christ. And when we do that, when we don't treasure our own life, but when we willingly set it aside and give it up for the sake of Jesus, we find eternal life. When we follow Jesus and make him our treasure, we, make, we find eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. So because of that, we don't need to fear people who all the worst that they can do to us is kill us. People, men, have no power over our souls. Only God has that kind of power. So we can be very bold in our proclamation of the kingdom of heaven, of the gospel, when we tell people about Jesus. And we don't need to be fearful of what they will do to us, whether it's laugh at us, make fun of us, malign us, speak evil against us, or harm us. We don't need to be fearful um, because we can fix our eyes on Jesus and know that our reward is great in heaven and that he will take care of us. So I hope that as you read this, you, like the apostles, can take great comfort from Jesus's words here. And when you have an opportunity to share with someone about the kingdom of heaven, about the good news of Jesus, and who he is, and that he is our savior, that you will not be afraid, but that you'll remember these things. All right, let's talk about our memory verse for this week. So we're in Philippians chapter 3, and we're memorizing verses 10 and 11 this week. We already memorized verses 7, 8, and 9. And this is the Apostle Paul talking about how nothing in his life is a treasure to him. It's all rubbish. It's all like garbage compared to the to the better thing of knowing Jesus. And that brings him to verse 10. And this is Paul's ultimate goal, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. I'm so glad that you've joined me in reading through the book of Matthew on Audacious Arrows. I do love reading God's word with you, and I hope that you find great comfort, and I hope that um, through reading the book of Matthew that you see that Jesus is our King, He is our Savior, and He's our greatest treasure. We talked today about um, reasons that we don't need to fear people, but we can proclaim the good news of Jesus and the good news of the kingdom of heaven. And if that resonated with you, one simple thing you could do is you could share this podcast with someone else um, who doesn't know. Maybe listening to this podcast and listening to the word of God um, will draw them closer to Jesus. That's my goal. So go ahead and give it a share. Um, If you'd like to get memory verses, I have those available on my website, and you can find all of that information in the description box below. We'll see you next time.